welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Lately, I've been researching how to focus more on writing and work and avoid distractions. And one of my favorite tools for doing this is the app Pocket, which I've used for several years. Uh, Pocket is a tool that you can use to save articles to your phone and to read them later on when you're ready. And I find it's quite good because if I see something online that I want to read, all I have to do is save the article to Pocket and then it can continue on with working and so on. So it's a good way of conducting research as well because you can build up an evergreen library of articles that you've read uh, over the past few years. And I think it's complements Evernote quite well. I was quite interested in how people create an app like this. So I had the opportunity to speak to the founder and CEO of Pocket, Nate Weiner. And I asked him about whether or not the nature of reading is changing. And he has some really interesting things to say about that. And he also talks about how to you know, write articles that are received well online and to get lots of shares and so on. And I think you'll find his tips are quite helpful if you want to write an article or you want to write something that resonates with your readers. But I started the interview by asking Nate why he created Pocket in the first place. Yeah, I mean, Pocket really was born out of just personal need. I was finding that I was always emailing myself links to come back to, to, you know, about things I wanted to learn or articles I wanted to read, but I never found myself actually coming back to them because I kind of just get lost in my inbox. So back in 2007, a little Firefox add-on that allowed me to be able to capture that content and then be able to pick it up at another time and, and know and trust that it's in a single place. And very quickly after I made that, uh, I discovered that a lot of the same problem um, and Pocket uh, at the time was called Read It Later really kind of took off from there. And uh, it's, it's been something we've been working on since. And what type of people do you find use Pocket today? There's, uh, there's kind of a wide range. Um, a lot of people use it you know, to uh, capture the things that they find interesting, the things that you know, they want to uh, learn and discover and spend time with. Um, it might be trying to learn some new skills for their career or something in their personal life. But it's also a way to kind of understand and unpack what's going on in the world. Breaking news is not something that people typically save to pocket, but they save a lot of content about what's going on in the news. You know, if, if some incident happens, the, the types of content they could save around that into pocket is more like a breakdown of that or a dive deep or like trying to understand like why this is happening in kind of the context of things. And, and then also people do use it for, um, you know, different ways to save uh, things like recipes or things that they're, uh, you know, if they're planning a, a trip, they might save content as they're like organizing around uh, that trip as well. And then one of the things I feel like Pocket, I suppose, helps me do is actually to focus in that, you know, our phones are great because they can be, you know, a gateway into the world and provide lots of information and articles. But perhaps if I've got something I need to do, I feel like I can save it to Pocket and read it later. Do you think like it has productivity benefits for, you know, for people who, who maybe get distracted while they're working or, or what have your experiences been with that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I think the early versions of it really kind of bore out of more of a productivity bent. I mean, the first place uh, Pocket was ever discovered and 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 shared was on Lifehacker, for example. But it's it's very much kind of that behavior described. I mean, if in the middle of a workday or in the middle of an activity you come across something that's really interesting, um, 
Pocket is a really great way to allow you to continue to focus on your task and just be able to, again, save it and trust that you'll be able to come back to it on your own time in a different place where you can really focus on it. So it's it's kind of focused on both ends. It's not it's focused on the current task and allows you to kind of delay that, uh, the article time. Um, but then also yeah. what's really important is Pocket gives you a really kind of uncluttered, focused place to consume that content when you're actually ready for it as well. Do you have any tips for people who who find technology is sometimes distracting and maybe, maybe need, you know, help focusing. <laughs> oh man. Uh, for me, uh, personally, I think it's something that I've, I've spent a lot of time this year really just trying to get on top of my, my own phone usage. I find that, you know, like I think we, we let our phones and the notifications and, and the different apps that we get into really creep a lot into our kind of just like open time, open kind of free space thinking time. And I'm, I'm trying to find myself, you know, on the bus, for example, rather than sitting and aimlessly scrolling through Twitter, actually just taking some time just to like put my phone down and, and think. Um, and I, you know, I have a couple of different apps that I've been trying for like managing screen time and things like that. They're still pretty hard to manage though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely can be. One other thing I was interested in is, is Pocket has a recommended feed. So I'm, I'm guessing that's, that's kind of based on the type of articles I'm saving into Pocket. Like I've, I've noticed if, I've, if I save a lot of articles about writing, for example, I start to see more articles by other people about writing that appear in the feed. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing that's most interesting about Pocket and on the platform that you know, we're trying to build towards, which is you know, now we have you know, millions of people essentially kind of hand curating the web for us every single day. Um, people are saving about the things they're passionate about, the things they're interested in, and they're kind of curating out each little niche of the web. Um, for example, uh, there's plenty of people who are saving content about writing. And the signal that we get from that allows us to be able to kind of bubble up the best of the web around those topics to help make it easier for people also interested in those to find those. So the stories that show up in the recommended feed are selected you know, by these kind of the, the people within Pocket who are digging those up. And then we, uh, on top of that, kind of apply more of a filter around, you know, a perspective of quality. We don't, we don't just recommend whatever's the most popular thing or it's getting the most amount of saves. We actually look at how people engage with that content and, and try to recommend it to you based on how likely we think that thing will be valuable to you um, rather than just popularity. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I thought it was purely based on maybe social shares or search algorithms. So I'm, I'm just curious then, you know, if I'm somebody who's trying to write an article that, that is well received by my audience online, have you kind of seen any learnings about the types of articles that people tend to save more of to pocket or maybe spend more time reading? Yeah, I mean, the way we kind of define quality, the thing that we, which is such a, you know, I'll admit a very vague term, the way we've kind of come to define it is this notion around content that, you know, respects people's time and attention. You know, as we just talked about, it's a very distracting world today, certainly as it relates around content. There's, you know, a billion things that people could read instead of your article. So, you know, I think from our perspective, we look at it as if your content is effective in pocket, it's got to be something that's valuable. It's got to have something that people can take away from it. If they could read a billion things, why are they reading your article? And it's got to be something that, you know, really respects their time. If it's an informative article, like keep it crisp and and to the point because people have very limited time if you know it's entertaining um you know it's a story like obviously you don't need to make it bullet or anything like that but uh you want to kind of blend the the balance between you know respecting people's time and the, you know that creative outlet and then i think the other piece 
and certainly as it relates to recommendations that I, I think we spend a lot of time still thinking a lot about is the the unfortunate aspect of still like in today's day and age, how important it is just to have on the headline, the title of the article, because that is the thing that the, the cover in which they, they judge your book. And as sad as it is to say, we actually see a lot of amazing articles within Pocket that struggle to get reached just because the title is not great and or doesn't give the enough context to a potential reader about why they would want to read that. And, you know, I think we we continue to explore some different ways to be able to help those articles out. But it, it definitely is a, a really important piece um, as, as you kind of write your content. So I suppose what advice would you offer somebody who wants to balance writing a headline? for, I don't know, searching Google versus social shares versus the outlet that they're trying to write for? Have you noticed any trends in headlines that for articles that tend to perform well? Yeah, I mean, in search, you know, I generally find it's more about that kind of evergreen, longer tail. Somebody is looking to try to answer something or find something, and, and ideally your article pops up to, to help answer that question. On social, I find that, you know, the more that you have Either that really big, compelling, interesting takeaway that people can talk about, or is there that, you know, one or two, like, just like really great kind of snippets or quotes that people can can share. On social, we find a lot of the time, you know, if you just share, for example, just the, the title and just the article, it, it really doesn't get that much pickup. But if somebody kind of shares that like really crisp, like really interesting quote, that can give people a lot of context as to why they might want to read it. I mean, I think that's the, the root of it, which is like, how do you help a potential reader kind of understand what the, the value they might get out of reading your article might be and without having to, you know, to click through, you know, the more that you can kind of tease that out and intrigue them, the better. Yeah, I, no, I definitely agree. One, I suppose one other thing I'm interested in is, is like Pocket is, I suppose, has a freemium model. So, so how do you measure success with an app like Pocket? Is, do, you, do you go by the number of people who are using who are installing it, or do you look at the amount of people who upgrade to the paid version? So, I mean, there's different measures of success. I mean, our mission at Pocket is is about how do we enable people to consume stories that are worth their time and attention, and and that is really a lot of what we're focused on, both within kind of the Pocket experience of we don't look at just you know raw active users or the number of people saving. We actually look at are we helping people to actually read and consume the things that they save? How effective are we at that? Because really, like, when you save something to Pocket, you have this intent to complete something, to learn something, and we really want to be able to help people with that. And then with our kind of recommendation products that do exist outside of Pocket. So, for example, on in Firefox, if you open a new tab, you will see, you know, three stories, kind of the best of the web from Pocket. And you don't have to be a Pocket user. They're just there. We surface them a lot from the data that we have within Pocket. Our goal there, again, is, is about helping people to consume great stories. And our perspective there is how do we help cut through the noise for people and help them discover and find things that they might not have otherwise. So for us, it's, you know, it is about, it is reach. You know, we want to be able to kind of help impact this stuff at internet scale, but it's ultimately really about, you know, the quality and the effectiveness of our ability to help people you know, do a better job consuming good stuff. Okay. And Nate, I was just wondering, but like, what was one of the, the features that I like about Pocket is it's, it's quite a minimalist app. I mean, you have the articles and have the feed and so on. But so, so how do you decide what to add and what not to add to the product? Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to, to what I was just talking about. We, you know, we, when we did the, the initial kind of redesign of Pocket, when we renamed it, and I think we, 
really tried to t- plant uh, a flag in the ground around putting the content first and respecting the content. And as a result, you know, the the app is really about what you put in it. We try to uh, get out of your way as much as possible, but be to kind of be helpful in the moments where we need to be. You'll see, you know, when you open kind of the list, for example, we have really quick ways to be able to kind of navigate and filter around. For example, if you save a bunch of video content, we we allow you to very quickly switch to that. You don't have to go organize videos and put those into folders. Like we try to do a lot of those things automatically where we can to help you save time. But then if you click into an article, you'll see that it's a very simple, very uncluttered experience. And as you scroll, the toolbars get out of your way and you try to, as much as possible, again, focus in on the content because that is like the core of what we, you know, we want Pocket to be this like very clean, uncluttered, focused space for you, which is so different than, you know, every other thing on your phone today. And is there a big team at Pocket that works on on the app and service? Uh, It's not uh, super big. We're about 40 people today. Okay. Where are you was all based? Uh, we're kind of all over. Our, our main headquarters are in San Francisco, but you know we have folks kind of spread all over the U.S. and a, a few outside of the U.S. as well. And do you have any kind of tips or learnings you've learned from like leading a distributed team like that when it comes to you know building an evolving product? Yeah, I mean collaboration, communication is like is key. I think you know we we started all here in San Francisco, and so you know working remote was something that you know we really had to. To, to learn and, and get better at it. It's something that doesn't just come for free. You really have to work at it. So the more that we've you know moved to things like Slack and our video conferencing, where we just try to make things as seamless as possible to, to help remote folks just, just seamlessly jump into conversations and be able to understand like what's going on at any moment is really important. But it's, it's definitely a muscle you have to work. It, it doesn't come for free. And to just return to the theme of focus that we were talking about earlier, do you think the nature of reading is changing? Like, for example, I suppose I, like I have a 12 year old son and he spends a lot of time looking at YouTube videos. So I think if he was to use podcasts, it's probably mm-hmm. videos he would be saving rather than maybe long form articles. Yeah, I mean, video has always been very popular within Pocket. I mean, YouTube, I think, remains actually the number one saved domain for the last seven, eight years. Um, it's absolutely a, you know, a great use case for Pocket work, especially where you have content that's longer in nature and requires kind of a specific place to be. There's a lot of times where in the middle of the day, watching a video is going to be a little tough. So being able to capture that and come back to it is a great use case for video inside Pocket. But do I think that reading or things like that are going away? No, I don't think so. But I do think that the mediums in which we are able to consume content do evolve. You know, so for example, audio within Pocket is actually something that's growing. And I don't mean like people saving podcasts. What I mean is we have a feature that enables people to take the, the written content that they have saved and actually just listen to it through kind of text-to-speech and what that has done for users is it opens up this whole other space that they can consume content, you know, where before they had to sit and hold their phone or uh, their, look at their computer and read something. They can now, you know, consume that content while they're out on a run or while they're driving to work or they're making dinner. Um, and it kind of opens up a whole new space for them to consume things. And I think what I, we kind of see happening is just, Again, as, as more things evolve, the medium in which we can consume this stuff can evolve and change and, and make it easier to open up spaces. But I don't think that necessarily means that, you know, reading, for example, is, is going away anytime soon. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. 
If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.